Just in time for summer, the folks at Epic Brewing have released a new canned cocktail, the Utah Margarita. A delicious blend of real lime and agave, the Utah Margarita is ready to drink by the river or in the park. And here's the kicker, no need to buy it at a liquor store. Pick up a six pack of Epic Brewing's Utah Margarita at any local Harmon's or Trader Joe's, or visit Epic Brewing on State Street in downtown Salt Lake City. Today on CityCast Salt Lake, the massive whale sculpture at the new 9th and 9th roundabout is raising a lot of eyebrows, including mine and maybe yours, and I'd like to better understand the controversy. So my friend Benjamin Bombard, who is a producer and reporter for KUER, dialed in direct from the roundabout to talk all things whale. Plus, we gathered some of your reactions from the installation and compiled an audio journey of confusion for you. It's Monday, April 11th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Ben Bombard, welcome to CityCast Salt Lake. Hey, Ali, how you doing? How are you doing? Where are you right now? I am at the five-way intersection of 9th South, 11th East, and Gilmer at the roundabout where the whale is. I'm trying to figure out why the whale is such a big deal. I personally am obsessed with it. Just this morning I was talking to someone and I mentioned the whale and like didn't have to give any context. They were like, mm, mm-hmm, yep, the whale. Why do you think the whale is like stirring up so much controversy right now in Salt Lake? I think it's just different. I think mm. it is a unique installation. I think the size of it uh, and the location of it, because it's it's in such a prominent location, it's so visible. Yeah. It's, this isn't like a little art structure or public installation on the McClellan Trail, kind of like out of view. This thing is it's kind of like the uh, the Bean in mm. Chicago. Okay. Or, you know, it's it's a big public art installation. It's it's kind of monumental, and it's hard to ignore a monument. Yeah. Do you think it's going to attract visitors like the Bean? Because it's in the middle of an intersection. So that's kind of concerning. Yeah, but there's, it's such a pedestrian intersection now, the way it's been redesigned with the roundabout. So I think it it absolutely will become a destination. I think it already has become a destination, even since it just went in on on Saturday. And I've been by here every day uh, since then, talking to people and just hanging out. And I've run into a number of people who have come up here on their walk just because it's it's here. This is this is where they're walking to because of the whale. Yeah. What are you hearing? I, I'm hearing a lot of confusion, honestly. Yeah. A lot of people who are scratching their heads as to why there's a, a whale here. And I'm hearing people who just straight love it. I, I talked to Stephen Kessler, the artist who who created the whale. Mm-hmm. And he said he's heard, especially the first couple of days, there was a lot of heckling and people saying some pretty, some pretty awful things to him. Just driving by, I think, you know, the anonymity of, of automobiles gives people license to say things they wouldn't say if you just pull over and stop and look and just engage personally with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and I ta- just talked to Mike Murdoch, who is 
the muralist who's painting it right now. I'm watching him paint the belly of the whale, and uh, it's like Jonah. And he he's got a handmade gnome hat on, so he's you know making a kind of a giving an olive branch out to the gnome people. Yeah, and he said that he's heard some some rude comments as well, but he says it's kind of eighty twenty, positive to negative. Uh, I want to get into that, but first, you brought up the gnome. And so I think we have to talk about the whale versus gnome specific, uh, I guess, feud. Yeah. How did that get set up and what was the lead in to this whale arrival? Well, the roundabout went in here three years ago now Hmm. and people took to decorating it with gnomes. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've I've talked to some of the people who who did that. You know, anybody Mm -hmm. could come and put a gnome there. And it yeah. was playful and a little, I think people were feeling like they were contributing to the, the creative spirit of their neighborhood by hmm. putting gnomes there. And yeah. you see all kinds of different gnomes and people t- had a lot of, took a lot of creative license with it. So that was fun. And, but the intent always was uh, by the city to put a piece of public art here. And then yeah. uh, last spring, after a couple rounds of submissions, uh, they decided on this whale. And that's, I think, when the gnome people, as they've come to be called, the gnome, the gnome, <laughs> the gnome side of things, uh, they came out, they kind of came out swinging. They were really angry. They felt like they were getting kicked off of, of the roundabout. They felt like their kind of creative voices were being silenced. Mm-hmm. And they resented what gnome aficionado told me uh, was just kind of like a, a tacky silly pointless piece of art which I've, I've heard from others as well it's interesting to me because like my understanding of why we needed something as big as this whale and to be clear like 23 yeah. feet high 40 foot wingspan and my understanding was we need something this big at this roundabout because you want to actually block the view of a car that's coming up to the roundabout of the other side of the roundabout. So basically the idea is like, if you can see straight across a roundabout, you might panic to see cars approaching the same way you are. But Mm. if all you can see is who's on either side of you, it tends to flow more quickly and people tend to have an easier time, like adapting to the psychology of a roundabout. I mean, from a public planning standpoint, that makes a lot of sense. I think the reverse is happening though. I think it's actually, I'm just watching a near fender bender right now. Because this is exactly what I was going to comment on, is that people are driving much slower. Hmm. People are doing 360s, they're doing loops and and laps around the whale to get a closer Mm -hmm. and sustained look at it. Uh, And that is, I think it's holding up traffic a bit, and that... That could potentially be a win from a public safety standpoint if you have people driving through this roundabout more slowly because the whale is there. I think it also could potentially, though, pose a bit of a a safety concern because Mm -hmm. it is so distracting. Why is the whale so offensive to some people? Like, yeah, maybe it's not the proposal you'd hope for. Maybe they didn't pick your art. Maybe you feel like you weren't hurt in the process. Like, I don't need more bee art. I don't want a seagull. Like, one of the arguments I've heard is, like, it's not Utah enough. And it's like, okay. I think that is the principal objection. It feels like a complete non sequitur. But to be, you know, but that's the whole point of the work. 
that was mm-hmm. Stephen Kessler's inspiration, was that mm-hmm. ninth and ninth for him growing up here in Salt Lake in the Valley. He grew mm-hmm. up in Midvale and in Sandy back when it was just strip malls and, and suburban suburban housing developments. He found ninth and ninth in the in the early two thousands, and I was hanging around here then too. And it was a very eclectic, uh, very kind of counterculture and avant garde uh, part of the city. And for him. It, it struck him as out of the blue. He's, I didn't know this was in Salt Lake. Finally, I can kind of be around people like myself, people who don't fit in with the dominant culture. Hmm. And so Ninth and Ninth struck him as a neighborhood out of the blue. The whale is the, the title of it that Stephen gave it is called Out of the Blue. It's Out of the Blue. Mm-hmm. For, and, and it is in so many ways. And I think that that the kind of uh, spontaneous nature of it and then the kind of the non-secular that it presents um, kind of throws some people f- for a loop. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> I have heard that from Stephen that a lot of the comments that he's getting, uh, the negative ones, are from older people who may be a little more resistant to change. And this is a lot of change. I mean, mm-hmm. a giant multicolored whale thrown up in the middle of your neighborhood is, you can't miss it. It's, it's going to be in your face every time you come to visit it. And I think for some people, that's just, it's just too much. I think this whale is like a real microcosm for everything that's happening in Salt Lake, specifically when it comes to like development and I think localism, because like this is, Ninth and Ninth is a neighborhood with like a lot of historic homes. I don't think it experiences change a ton. I mean, the like the housing market has changed a lot, right? Like affordability has changed a lot. But when you compare it with other parts of the city where like whole buildings are coming down, luxury housing is going up, people are being displaced, like that kind of change is happening way more rapidly and I think way more dramatically in other parts of the city. Is it perhaps also a little bit of like kind of nimbyism maybe? Like a little bit of that like this is a neighborhood that ex- is experiencing a really dramatic shift for the first time? Yeah, I, I definitely think some nimbyism plays into it. I might push back a little. I think I was born and raised in this neighborhood and so was mm-hmm. my wife. And mm-hmm. it has changed dramatically since mm. Stephen Kessler and, and my wife and others were hanging around here as young 20-somethings in the in the early 2000s, it has become much more affluent. Yeah. Do you think that, that the dust will settle around this, or do you think that people are going to be pissed about the well for a while? I think that, like everything that is becomes a part of your city, at a certain point it probably fades into the background for the people mm-hmm. who are most exposed to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the mural that is going up right now will be replaced by another one in the next three to five years. So it's a, a rotating mural that will go up on this permanent installation of the whale. Yeah. The, the reason I think the whale is a successful work of art is because it has people talking about a piece of public art. Hmm. People are interested in it. People have an opinion about it. People are having conversations about it. Just neighbors showing up here on the corners have something to talk about, and what they're talking about is public art. And what is art? They're asking themselves that question. D- is, mm. this, is this art for me? Does this speak to me? I think that's its greatest success, and I hope that people don't stop talking about it. I think it's wonderful that people are talking about it. I really yeah. love hanging out here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's here. I am, I am glad it's here. I'll say that. It's fun. <laughs> 
Have you heard any of the like mythology around whales in the Great Salt Lake? Are you familiar oh, yeah. with this? Like, yeah. So yeah. I, I looked into this because someone actually told me that historians couldn't agree on whether or not it was true. But I think that is even further mythology because uh, it was disproven, I think, by the Deseret News. But there is this great tale that there was a, I think, Australian scientist who believed firmly that a whale could survive in the Great Salt Lake, which is famously pretty shallow and had a whale shipped to the LA port and then it was put on a train and taken from the LA port by train to Salt Lake City where it was put in the Great Salt Lake and then no one knows what happened after that. And for a really long time, people kind of thought maybe it was real before it was debunked. But when people say that like whales aren't a part of Utah history, I'm like, wrong. (laughs) Yeah, no, they're... There is, there is certainly that tale. I, I don't think it has... I like to live in a world that is where the mystery isn't entirely dispelled. And I think it's, I think it's fun that regardless of how, how much veracity there is in that story, there is certainly a whale in Salt Lake now that's indisputable. Uh-huh. And it is, it is leaping out of the ground. It is, a, it is an improbable manifestation here in the middle <laughs> of the city. And it is colorful and, and big and you, you just can't miss it. I love it. Ben, thank you so much. It's been so great chatting with you about this. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks a lot, Allie. Brandon A. Anderson. I mean, how? In any way? Does it represent Utah or this community? In any way? There's about... 20,000 different um, things I could think that would go as a sculpture there that I would be much more for. A giant trilobite, or even a moose, or a fish, or a a bear, or just a giant really cool bronze sculpture of a pine tree, or a, a quaking aspen, or a birch, or a lavender. Just anything. Just why a whale? My name is Tamrika Tisiashvili. Um, probably similar to a lot of other people initially, I was like, really, whale? Um, but then I kind of took time to think about it more and talk to people, and I love the idea that it's quirky, it's unusual, it doesn't belong here, but then maybe it belongs here because like we all used to be under the water, John was telling me that. Like, you know, this used to be before the desert, there was water here. So I love, I love all the conversation that's creating. You know, the more I see it, the more I like it. And I do love that there's people standing around talking about art. So every time we come by, there's groups of people that seem to be mulling it over. So if anything, um, it's at least spotlighting art, which I think is fantastic for Salt Lake City. John Bozick. My name's Nate Brown. I think it's a really cool concept. Being from San Diego, I would see it fitting there a lot more than in Utah, so I don't really understand the connection, but it is a cool piece, and the color scheme is interesting and something fun to look at. I do worry about it causing visual impairment to drivers going around the roundabout um, where we already hear cars honking at each other about six times a day. So that'll be fun to see. Um, My name is Bridget. I really loved the gnomes, to be quite honest with you. 
I thought that it was a really fun and unique thing that represented the community of Night the Ninth. Um, it was really funny. They were really witty. And it was like a fun community piece. Each week I'd come to work and I see a new gnome. And it was just, they were always really clever and cute. Logan, I think it's very, very big. Don't think it needed to be so big. Connie Madden. Um... I can't, I can't figure it out. I just can't figure it out. So I'm, I'm not sure what I'm thinking. I, um, I don't think it's quite right for there. On the other hand, I guess it gets us out of our usual <laughs> mindset. So I guess I'm not sure yet, but I might get used to it. <laughs> Tim, be nice to have a plaque for description of why a whale in this area. Why a whale? in Utah but I mean there might be a reason but yeah a plaque would be nice kind of describe what what it is Daniel McKinney <laughs> I have mixed emotions about the whale I'm trying to wrap my brain around why having a whale in the middle of a desert of a landlocked state makes any sense whatsoever that's that's what I'm trying to wrestle with because I'm sitting here with my buddy Matt LaPlante, who's helped me see the artistic side of it, which I appreciate. I really do. As far as, far as whales on a roundabout go, it's phenomenal. It just doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't fit anything about anything in Utah. There's so many other things. Mountains, outdoor recreation, anything. Anything other than a whale. He's wrong. He's completely wrong because he's like, oh, why don't we have mountains? I mean, why don't we have a, a moose? Why don't we? Because we have all of those things in Utah already. All of those things exist here. We don't have a giant whale in the middle of a roundabout. And it's bizarre. And I think it's going to become iconic. People are going to travel here. To, this is my only complaint, actually, is that it's actually going to make this intersection even busier because people are going to travel here to see the whale. But it's, it's gorgeous. It's so great. I'm so happy with it. And I was I was 100% prepared to hate it. And then I drove around it the first time and I was like, this is the best thing ever. This is the best piece of art in Salt Lake City. Uh, it's bizarre in the middle of Salt Lake City, but uh, we're taking photographs of it so we can send it to our kids who are, we're sure are not aware of it. <laughs> we'll see what they say. I live in Riverton. They're here, here in the valley, but I don't think they know about this. They don't watch the news. Uh, my name is Chris. My name is Reagan Christiansen. I think that it's a very interesting art piece for Salt Lake City, but I'm pretty excited about it to be on 9th and 9th and have people walking up and down checking it out. It's a lot bigger, wider than I thought. I'm excited to have like this big art piece right in my neighborhood and it's got the controversy, which I, which I also love. I love that everyone's walking into the store and talking about the whale and their opinions on it and getting to hear it. It's weird. Yeah, it doesn't seem to fit the location, but you know. <laughs> I'm Addison Mumford. The colors on are like amazing. So those are the kind of colors I'm into. I don't, I don't know. They're just, they're not like the dark, ugly kinds. They're like the bright, pretty ones, you know? Yeah, I'm Audrey Candler. I read something about it on Twitter. 
I think it fits the neighborhood, actually. This is like a destination for us. We're not from Salt Lake, from Logan. So I thought it was pretty interesting. I'm not sure why it's there, but that's okay. <laughs> Art doesn't have to have a purpose. So anyway, we enjoyed it. One more thing before we go. Tonight at 6 p.m., you are invited to the ribbon cutting ceremony for the whale statue at Cafe Espresso right on the roundabout. The first hundred people to attend will receive a tote bag designed by the whale's inaugural muralist, Mike Murdoch. It's a really cute design and it pays homage to the gnomes. There will also be treats from Thule Bakery and coffee from Cafe Espresso. You better believe I'm going. I like the whale. And I like that there's a time capsule inside for the aliens. I just want the fence to come down. The fence is tacky. That's all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Bye.